Welcome back to another edition of the Part of the Court podcast. It is Friday, May 13th. Afternoon. Tonight we got a game six of Celtics, Bucks, and Warriors, Grizzlies. Um, today we have special guest, Austin Williams. Agent Sway in the building. Say hello to the people, Austin. Uh, hello, hello. Uh, the government wasn't, wasn't needed, but I prefer Agent Sway. We can go for Agent Sway today. We'll he's, go with Agent Sway. He's really enthusiastic, as everyone can tell. Excited to be here. Excited to be here. I'm flipping off walls, backflips, and shit like that. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna you know give a give a little recap of um you know Heat Sixers series, which uh I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but Heat won. Crazy, right? Okay, no one's shocked by it. Go okay, on, go on. Um, gonna gonna talk um last game of the Bucks Celtics series. Give a little preview of that, along with Warriors uh, Grizzlies. Our uh, expectations. Give a give a, some some intel on the uh, Suns Mavericks series, which has been all over the place. And of course, we're gonna have some fun. Let's go. It's ball for the court podcast. All right. Um, leading off the show, we of course got to talk about the uh, first series to finish in these uh, conference semis: Heat 76ers. Um, another classic, classic. Jimmy Butler series, um, I think everyone can agree on that. But also Agreed. another classic elimination James Harden game. James Harden finishes the game last night with 11 points on 4 for 9 shooting, minus 16 plus minus, and had one shot attempt during the entire second half. No, I think it was two. It was two. It's two. Two? Yeah. Well... Even so, that meant he shot two more shots in the second half than I did, and I did not play. I saw that on a Magic Johnson tweet. Is that right? Yeah, it was high-level Magic Johnson tweeting after the game. That sounds like Magic. Something, something, something he'd say. Like, he didn't go out and fully attack James Harden, but it was like a Magic Johnson attack of James Harden. The 76ers lost. James Harden shot two shots in the second half, period. The Heat are moving on to the conference finals. It's like James Harden, like if, you, if you are a superstar, how can you take two shots in the second half of an elimination game? Exclamation point. Yeah, it was like something along those lines. Yeah, um, but this is, I'm not gonna. This series wasn't in the same flame out, but I mean, it kind of was because after game after game four, the 76ers, I, I'll say it, like they they looked somewhat unstoppable. I mean, the the switches that the Sixers were forcing the Heat into, and they were force feeding Embiid in really good situations. The Heat just throwing the kitchen sink at him. They were doing everything they could to stop Embiid, yeah. which opened everything up for everyone else. And they were they were they were they were converting for him. I'll, I'll say it. I was, I have to say it. I was somewhat nervous after Game Four, and like I like knew I was like, there's no way they can keep this up because Harden's just not that good anymore. But I mean, I wasn't 100 well, percent sure. Harden's just a playmaker now. He's not. He's not Houston James Harden. He's a he's, playmaker. He's, that's quote from direct quote from Joel Embiid. He's not Houston James Harden anymore, um, which is you know, not great from Embiid. Like, how is it that the Sixers are just so prone to these uh, post series loss like iconic quotes in the press conferences? We've seen it every single year. Same thing. It's last just year. been a shit show since forever. And that's also just Doc Rivers' nature. No, it's before Doc. That's true. It's true. Every, but every playoff loss they take is has a disappointing narrative to it. It's where, like, it's always the, this should have happened. Ben Simmons can't make a layup. There's always, like, yeah. you know, this shouldn't have been the way they go out. Like, they can maybe go out, but this shouldn't have been the way they go it's out. It's always, like, well, if Kawhi didn't make the shot. Well, if Ben Simmons, like, made a layup just, against the Hawks. They're so if, full of excuses. Yeah, it's the narrative. Yeah, it's, it's facts. There's just so many things. It's not even, that, like, excuses. It's just, like. Things that have gone wrong. It's, it's the Clippers East is what the Philly. It's Clippers the East? Yes. It's Clippers East. It's Doc Rivers then. That means it's Doc Rivers. Because, <laughs> like, when they had Brett Brown, they never really had the expectations of, like, they're going to do it. They're, you know? But but they always, like, they were always almost there, but everybody knew, like, they're not going to do it. I would also, okay, real quick, I'd like to bring this up. For those who are saying, like, the Sixers should have never gotten rid of Jimmy Butler, I kind of understand why they did it. Because at the time, Ben Simmons, that whole entire postseason – was like a non-factor, and we hadn't seen the Ben Simmons we know now yet, so we didn't know yeah. that it was going to be like this. They needed Ben Simmons to have the ball in his hands more because in the fourth quarter he was a non-factor, which we didn't know. That's how Ben Simmons actually is in real life. Yeah, we just thought Jimmy Butler has the ball now, so he's not going to get it. But so they were like, okay, for Ben Simmons to go to his full potential, we can't have Jimmy on the team, 
And Tobias Harris is more of a, uh, you know, a floor spacer for us, and he plays off the ball, so it's better for us in the future. So I don't want to see any of that Jimmy Butler, we should have kept him, which they should have, but at the time, it didn't look like that terrible of a decision to me for the Sixers. Um, I don't know if you guys agree with that. I mean, obviously, in hindsight, you're going to say, oh, like, like you just said, how do you get rid of Jimmy Butler? But yeah, I would agree. When you put yourself in a position, it wasn't like a it, – it was kind of almost obvious because Ben Simmons is a young guy who has a lot of potential. But he like was, in, in, in the Philly, like I don't think Jimmy Butler can be his best version of himself in any organization besides the Miami Heat. I 100% and agree. I, I mean, I hate to say that to you because it's like, oh, he culture this and well, that. Well, no, because other thing like, is – It's true. But no other team – has the ability to build around him like they've done. Would you not agree with that? I just said that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, well, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm not I'm not being crazy. Like the the Heat let Jimmy lead. They have the good the great players around him. And but what's like, so unique about it is, like I said, no other team could build this roster around them that has it's so like geared towards winning with him. Like it's so crazy. Like, I mean, no no other team could have gotten this out of him. But um, yeah. Other thing is. So, James Harden, this is what's been on my mind. He is just going to screw the Sixers by opting into this deal. They're going to have him on near max for the foreseeable future. Who is, who's out of Philly first, James or Joel? That's really hard. I mean, I, like how many years does it take for Joel to be like, all right, fuck this, I want to trade? They would never – like they would make – some sort of crazy trade, like giving giving away hard before they let him be go. To get the right pieces in Philly, I think they've just time and time again screwed things up. Yeah, and like they I just brought up Jimmy Butler. They get rid of um, Seth Curry, who was the only player that worked well with Embiid. Yeah, like they've just time and time again they have terrible players around him. They just picked the wrong people though. Like yeah, yeah. you get the Jimmy Butler, but you pick Toby and Ben. You get the you get the Seth Curry, but then send them off to. To Brooklyn for nothing, James Harden. Exactly, we saw how that happened. They just picked the wrong people. I feel like for Joel Embiid to leave, no, nah, I feel like Daryl Morey would probably resign before yeah. dealing with something like that, picking Joel or James. Because yeah. we see like James going to Philly was also a big Daryl Morey thing as yep. well. Now he has the max big money heist finesse, by the way, seventy three million in yeah. five, crazy, which is outrageous. So I just feel like. That whole thing, and as you already see, Doc is staying, James is staying, Joel is staying. So next year, whatever they look like, there's not that much change or improvements coming. So it's all designed to go downhill. Like for James Harden to be the second best player on a championship team, he would need to undergo Chris Paul-like discipline in changing the way he eats, changing the way he sleeps, changing the way he works out to get back to somewhat of what he can be, but also a new player that works better with Embiid, which we've seen flashes of, but never really like a multiple game stretch. But that's not in Harden's nature because how is he going to leave his man, little baby, hanging when he's like, yo, let's go clubbing and what do you, go, go to the strip club? What do you guys think the age gap between James Harden and Jimmy Butler is? What is it, like two years? It's 19 days. <laughs> think about where Jimmy Butler is athletically and oh physically my gosh. and James Harden. Dude, that's insane. That's like, actually they're the same insane. age. That's insane. I didn't think know about that. that. That's so crazy. Like dude. the differences in their bodies, their athleticism. Like you watch Jimmy Butler, he's like, "Whoa, he looks good. He's a he freak. looks. He could look good for five more years." Like, oh this. yeah. James yeah. Harden's like, that guy's an NBA player. Like that guy has NBA athleticism still. And like, the thing about it is, Harden just because of his his IQ and his shooting ability, let it just spot up. He can be a championship piece for years to come. But under that contract. They're going to have to get ridiculously lucky through the draft, through like, you know, random free agency pickups where they get people on a budget that just perform way above their pay grade, which, as we've seen with the Lakers, is kind of difficult to do. It's impossible. It doesn't work. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Doc Rivers, he's coming back. James Harden, he's coming back. Embiid, obviously, on the Supermax deal. I mean, they they better hope for like a, a tremendous maxi jump for them to be up there again because like if I'm Embiid I don't I'm not gonna give that much by the way like I don't think Embiid can give another one of those like full effort seasons because we see him flame out with these injuries to end the year and like he said he gave all he possibly could to get this MVP award this year and he didn't get it I don't think we're gonna see him go that crazily hard in the regular season again 
So uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, well, I feel like I feel like that 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 eye injury suffered in the Toronto series. That was more of that had nothing to do with the season load and stuff like that. But that's, that's just bad. Like people that's say, just people say like, oh, he should have taken it a little bit more easy in the regular. That's bad luck. But like statistically, okay. Luck. But statistically, we see this this bad luck happen with the guys who have a crazy grind of a regular season. That's just what we see from these guys. Like who? That's, like that's just that's just how it happens. Like you never with see who? with load management guys. With who? I can't name specifics on the top of my head. You don't like, see low management guys get hurt? Not like that, really. Kawhi? Kawhi's different. Kawhi's different. Why? Because Kawhi's not a human. I, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it like the the Let me just put it this way. to get the injuries he got is bad luck. The more you're on the court, the more of a chance there is that you okay, be obviously injured. that's you, logic. You could, you could say math. his load and usage rate was more than any year while you have been sitting on a bench and him willing his team for uh, what I think, personally, that's a whole different conversation, uh, deserving MVP award this year. Uh, uh, James Harden ruined it for him. It, James Harden did ruin it for him. Okay, let's just – if you don't think Jokic deserved MVP, like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Because the guy, he plays eight more games than Embiid. He How is this – we're not having this argument. Okay, we're not we, this argument. okay whatever, whatever. Let's, let's, let's move so on. Irrelevant. Let's move on. The Sixers are a shit show. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Who's who? Who leaves first, James Harden or Embiid? It's got to be Harden because they the Sixers. I w- heard someone talk about a Harden sign in trade to DC while I was oh driving my, my gosh, car. DC. I almost drove into. Welcome a, to DC. I almost drove into a forest just on purpose. Yeah, if that happened, I, I would never watch a Wizards game again. I would. I would watch it for comedy reasons. Harden, Harden, Kuzma. Harden, Kuzma, and KP. Uh, let's bro. Can the, you those imagine fo- those fourth quarters would be oh crazy. Oh my gosh, that's like. Hey, we dude, with that roster, if you get if you get um why am I forgetting his name? Um oh my god. Seven seconds or less, Houston Rockets also. Yeah, yeah you got him. Wh- why am I forgetting his name? Um coach? Yeah. Don't he's on the Pringles oh, wow. can. Yeah. Don't say it. Don't he's say it. On the Pringles can. Um you don't know this guy's name. I'm, I'm forgetting his I just don't know why I'm forgetting his name. I do I, I could name guys, everything today, he's done. Today Cole left his workout and Went to the wrong place. He went back to Towson instead of going to the house, and then ordered a coffee on the Dunkin' Donuts app and ordered it at the wrong place. So Cole's not Cole's brain's not working today, and clearly still isn't. What'd you do right today? I want to say he didn't do anything. It's right. not he, Steve. He his back hurt during his workout. Steve. He didn't do anything. That was your right. first guess. No, stop Just it. Naming um, any white name. Name a name a, co- name a coach Steve in general. <laughs> Steve Nash. <laughs> Okay. Okay. That's, okay. That's, okay. That's, hey, give me. Give me. Give me the first letter. Give me the first letter. That's really uh, Steve Nash. Run with that. that was give really me the first letter. Keep, go me. down the Steve Nash. Give me the I know, bro. I know who he is. Give me the first. Give me the first letter. Give me the first letter. M. The first letter. Yeah. M. It's M. Oh my God. Mark. Mark. Almost. Matt. Mark. Matt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I've got to count it. Let's just move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Mike. 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 You still don't have it. Mike. Oh, my gosh. San Antonio, but it's something close. Mike to- D'Antoni. Oh, my God. I can't even believe this shit. Okay. 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 Hard day I, for Cole, guys. I got to cut him some slack. Okay. Um, Mike D'Antoni lovers hate you. Let's That's move on. Many. Let's move on. All 10 of them out there. To Suns Mavericks. The commonality I've seen in this series is when the Mavericks shooters are hot, the Mavericks win. Of course, in, um, I mean, game four, it was uh, Bertans and Finney Smith. Uh, Bertans having the best game of his career, I'll say, in that game. Uh, last night, it was Kleber and Bullock. Um, from the jump, Mavs just... Is it Bullock or Dim- Bullock? Dimwitty had I think it's Bullock. Too, yeah, you yeah, know, I'm did. saying like they're shooters. So Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie Brunson didn't up. shoot crazily, but he played like well. Dinwiddie had a really good game. But that's all around. Dinwiddie's Luka, best game. And we, saw, and we saw both of them step up really because Luka, Luka was hurt. And he didn't play a lot that second quarter, but that was when we really saw the Mavericks pull away. Yeah. Um, Devin Booker, just really poor shooting night. He just looked off from the jump to me. Chris Paul, he didn't do anything crazily bad, but he just didn't have a great performance, uh, 14 points. Um, but, yeah, um, difference really has been the Mavs role players who have just done a crazily good job. Um and obviously, like I said, uh, Luca, when he was able to go in the game, he took care of business. Didn't shoot crazily well, but that's going to happen when you have that usage rate. Yeah, um, you like crazily, don't you? Yeah, I do like crazily. Crazy it's a, it's a good word. Four times in two sentences. Okay, so 
Do you guys think Highest that... Highest usage rate on the pod, crazily? Gotta be. Um, Already. What do, you, what do you guys think is going to happen the rest of the series? Do you think the Mavericks pull off the upset, or do you think uh, the Suns come back to earth um, in a sense of playing like they did all regular season? I feel like the... the well, right now, there there's no real, uh, like, concrete answer to this because the narrative of this series you know you had your two sons games at home every, every home team has won this game yep. and there's been there's been blowouts there's been close games but I feel as though each game that the the winning team in each game had could play their game the whole the whole time yeah, yeah. uh in the, in the Mavericks Mavericks three wins at, at home they have the crowd with them they're playing their game their shooters are hot you five out Luke gets his switch and once Luke gets his switch it's all hell breaks loose then you have the the uh, game five where you have not not game five uh, what was it game uh, four where you have the Chris Paul foul out. Mm-hmm. So just like last night when he's focused on getting switched on a Luca every play, he can't really f- you know doesn't have the same energy or the same you know same firepower to be on offense creating the plays get to his get to his spots have that same energy for the fourth quarter you know yep. as Chris Paul fourth quarters are known for. So I just feel as though whoever gets Whoever gets their game plan the earliest and establishes it and makes the other team play against them, then that's where that's where the advantages will come. Yeah. Other thing that I've been seeing is I don't think we've ever seen Chris Paul be defended this way. Yeah. The Mavericks are just taking him out of his game. Like Chris Paul, it's like he's just wired Chris in a way Paul, that Chris Paul's losing the mental battle for the first time he in a definitely, while. But definitely. I'm not like, but, and we don't see that. But here's here's the thing. The way that he's losing is he's so wired to make the right basketball play. And they're double teaming him. They're forcing him into tough matchups, offensively and defensively, and that's making him play off the ball because he knows they have a better chance of scoring in a three on two situation or uh, what's it called a, a four on three situation than him getting through a double team and trying to force something. So the game is not really coming to him. Yeah, and that's why he's not able to you know do what he does offensively, and that's hurting the Suns shooters really bad. Have we seen Cam Johnson had a bad series? Michael Bridges have a bad series. By the way, offensively. Michael. Michael McCall Bridges have bad series offensively McCall. and defensively. Um, Jay Crowder. <laughs> okay, guys. You, you, know, you know what? You know what? Um, yeah, we're seeing Cam Johnson shoot 37% from three. Michael Bridges shoot 33% from three. Michael. McCall. Oh, my. Oh, my God. McHale. McHale. It's McHale Bridges. M. Bridges. Doing not so great. Okay? And Devin Booker. I'm just – Devin Booker – I am so excited for this Devin Booker Luca rivalry for the next decade. It's the next bird magic. I wouldn't go that far. That, that was. I wouldn't go. That was, I'm kidding. That's, that's East and West. People, people that are like mad about this rivalry. I'm like, why? It's awesome. It's, it's honestly like people awesome. Are, people on Twitter are like, y'all call this Luca Booker thing a rivalry? Luca's so much better. It's like he can be better. Yeah. But it can still be a rivalry. And like, they're so different personality wise. They're just so different. Like, uh, I think they are. I mean, no. How how come? I think how are their they mindset in game is like very on the same level. I think in a way, Devin Booker's kind of jealous of Luca. You know why? Why is he jealous? Because of Luka? Devin Booker, when it was his team, never had the success Lucas Lucas had. Devin Booker played somewhat of a similar role to Luca before they got Chris Paul when they were really awful, really ball dominant, really creating for himself, just like Luca has, and he never got that. You know, success. Luca's in his first four seasons. Luca's already what a three-time All-Star, um, multiple-time first-team All-NBA. I mean, he's he's just doing everything like he can at that age. Like, it, like he's he's surpassed expectations already. I think for his first four years, whereas Devin Booker was seen as somewhat of a, I mean, like an empty stats guy. How, how much can we compare that though? Because you can't like. The Mavericks teams, the Mavericks situation, the Suns team. Are you saying? Are you saying the Mavericks had a crazy talented organization? Their situations were very different. They're two different players, though. Yeah, Yeah, they are. Two different players. Two different positions. Devin Booker needs a counterpart. Luca is. Yeah, he needs that. Luca has been like Luca has been all everything since he's been twelve. I know. I think Devin Booker's kind of jealous of that. That he needs that Chris Paul and Luca didn't need it. But I think Devin Booker has an understanding of that. He does. That's he does true. have an understanding. I, don't think, I just I don't think, think Devin, Devin Booker, Booker wants to win, but he's not like looking at Luca. He wishes like, he could do it, Luca. Very jealously. We're in agreement that Luca's better than Devin Booker, right? I mean, obviously. I'm just making. I'm just making. I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. Just making sure. If you switch the two players, what happens? Yeah, the Mavericks be bad. The Mavericks don't. Make, they might make the plan. I mean, if we're being real, Jalen Brunson's kind of better than Devin Booker. 
Sorry, okay. I'm just playing. I'm playing. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, but do uh, do that, we think uh, um, James Harden sign a trade for Jalen Brunson? Who says no? Who says no? Dallas. 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 Okay, Dallas like would hang the phone up. They don't even discuss, really. But um, it's interesting to see what, what money he gets this offseason. Brunson. Yeah. Yeah. It, I I really hope he stays with a team I mean, that can win. Obviously, D- Detroit's going to offer him two hundred fifty million for two years. If he if he goes to a bad team that has no chance of winning, I'm going to be really upset because like he's he's I fun see, to watch. I want to playoffs. see him in Dallas. I do too. I think I, I think it's see him a, stay in Dallas, and I think he will. It's so unique. Like we have this is the first time we've seen a counterpart to Luca that has actually picked his spots well, knocked down shots when he's supposed to, and the plays that Luca takes off and Brunson is able to create. I really see almost no drop off because Brunson just he has such a unique ability to get to the rim at his size and get to his spots and knock down shots. Like he's just been so solid. And I'm gonna be really upset if we don't see him in the playoffs for years to come. And we he's he's quick enough against the big guards and he's strong enough against the little guards. He's, it's such like a he, unique he's mix. He's got such a great combination of that. And like that's that's what great scorers have in the league. Yeah. They know how to attack any defender. Yeah. I don't know what the Mavericks can offer him. That's not my uh specialty contract we'll stuff. Get, we'll get into that after the finals. He's probably yeah. the only guy under what, we can say six three, six, six two. No, un, only guy under what, six five maybe with a consistent, viable go to post game. Yeah, it's that true. Works like that. It's and true. He's what, six flat? Yeah. yeah. We've seen him phenomenal. really maybe six. We've seen him really bully people in the paint, like guys Devin Booker. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> He's. For I don't want to say stanchion. bitched him, but he's bitched him. Um, yeah, really good series from Jalen Brunson. Um, speaking of that, uh, Larry, Larry and Magic. Uh, the trophies. Comparison you tried to do. Yeah, the trophies. I'm not a is fan. That, that I'm a, a big fan. I'm a. Well, I'm not I, a fan I'll, I'll of, be in the middle. I'll I'm not a fan of them changing the trophies. What do you mean changing? What do you mean? Oh, you mean for the 75th anniversary? Yeah. Well, I don't, that's that's I don't just like for the, this year. I don't like the awards. I don't like the basketballs. For okay, for those who don't know. All the all, all the trophies NBA this year the for same. the 75th anniversary have been these clear crystal basketballs Not with the NBA 75 logo looks like engraved into them. It looks like something you get for like executive of the year at like IBM. Yeah, I agree. I'm particularly upset about the uh, the defensive player of the year award because I think that was the coolest award trophy ever. There's just a guy in a, def- a bronze man in a defensive stance. I think that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I don't think we should go in depth on trophy talk because that's not. Well, they changed the fun. Eastern and Western Conference championship trophy too. Oh, I don't have a problem with that. that I'm happy they didn't change the finals, but like I don't like. No, you change obviously not going to change the finals. But uh-huh. the the Larry Bird and Magic Johnson trophy are going to be handed out to the MVPs of the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. Obviously, Larry for East, Magic for West. No, really? Yeah, that's right. No, yeah, it's true. Thanks for letting me know. I was confused. Yeah. That. Um, what are the values of those though? Like, like. Is a that, guy, yeah, a like, guy has five Eastern Conference Finals MVPs. Like, at what point is Stephen A. like LeBron James, five Magic Johnson awards? It's like, <laughs> all right, like five. Is Johnson's, that a real like five birds? <laughs> <laughs> he he's a bird winner, but he he ain't he ain't no Bill Russell winner. I mean, I wonder how many guys like would like if that award was from the beginning. How many guys would have both like a Johnson and a bird? I mean, LeBron would, LeBron would well, obviously LeBron would saying, have like, the all time record for most. Larry Bird, people, Magic people are mad about it not being named after LeBron, but like you can't have it named after a current. The player. Magic Johnson and the LeBron James you award that would that does you not can't. fit. The the Magic and Larry just fit so well. I'm literally half the reason that I'm happy about this is because the video I saw of, of Larry, Larry Bird yeah. when he finds out the news that he's gonna have the Eastern Conference Finals MVP award named after him. It was just so awesome to watch. Um, yeah, I, I, there's just no there's no problem with it. I I, I don't have a problem with it. Um, all right, real quick, let me get everyone's predictions. Who will win this Mavs Sun series? Phoenix. I think Mavs. I'm going. I'm going Mavericks. Like my heart, I if Chris Paul blows another playoff series, I'm gonna be really sad about it. Number one, I know Luca's gonna have more of these in the future, but Chris Paul, like we don't know how many more of these he's gonna have in him, so and his legacy is gonna, gonna be, be Phoenix. tarnished. But I really also would love to see this. This Mavs team is just so entertaining to watch. So I, it's a, it's a it's a real catch twenty two, you know. But I I think Mavs. I think I just think Mavs. All right. With the way the Mavericks are currently built right now, do you think this is the like obviously their second superstar being what Jalen Brunson is not your 
you know, ideal top of the crop, you know, probably your third best player on a championship team. Yeah. But is this the best way to build around Luka right now, having all five shooters? I think shooters, they've got, they've got the template, but it's the front the front court needs improvement. Yeah, but look, that's just really hard because like we we they need that fifth guy to be a shooter, but they also need him to be able to defend, and that's a really tough mix. I think like, Kleba is a is a rare breed in this NBA, um, and he's the, but Kleba doesn't have the vertical spacing that I think they need out of a four or five. That's true. A four true. or five? It, de- it depends. He, he is a four or five. Kleba's also like six eight. It's he's true. Not six eight. He's he's six nine. I'd say six nine can um can pass six ten. Yeah, but I feel uh, like so what? Okay, if but you, name if you a, could take anybody right now, yeah, any player, and put on the Mavericks be? to get them in the finals, guaranteed. Well, not guaranteed, but you know, one like of those. that matches Luca's yeah. career yeah. arc. Are we just going any or realistically? Any, any, because I okay. I really can't. I'm like struggling to think of like. Like I've thought about this a lot. Like Luke is such a hard star to pair with players. Like this, this mix right now is just vibing at the exact right time. I feel like, you know, this is this is the exact player you think of like specific molds to fill, based off of these rosters going up in town or lower. Um, that's what I feel like you have to go with if you're the Mavs. But I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Like when they got Chris Stapps, I was like, that's perfect. That's gonna work for sure, and yeah, then it didn't. didn't. They didn't mesh at all. They and then, yeah, exactly. And they didn't mesh at all. And Chris Stapps wasn't the defender he was with the Knicks. I mean, I mean, no one thinks they're gonna. I mean, obviously they're vibing right now, but no one, like, no one can say wholeheartedly they think the Mavericks are holding up a Larry O'Brien this year. Okay, so I'm saying, no. what but can, but can one thing I would I would like to bring up, I think the Mavs, like lineup, is really tailored well to beat this Warriors team. They match their speed. Really well, and they're tall. Yeah, there's no front court like, issues. There's n- like they match up so well with this Warriors team, and if their shooters are on like they've been on in these wins, I think the Warriors are really gonna struggle. Like Just who put Luca on Wiggins? Like who? So it's gonna be Wiggins on. Yeah, if Wiggins is gonna guard Luca. I'm guessing because Clay can't do it. Obviously, Draymond. I don't actually. If they tried Draymond and Luca, that would be a shit show. They they're would not, both. They're get not. Kicked they would both get kicked out. Maybe, but. Yeah, I. It's. It would, I they, really. They would, they would switch. They would switch everything. It's true. Except maybe, maybe they would try to not Bro. switch Pool and Curry. Probably, you know what they do with Curry and Pool a lot. Just high hedge it. I would love to see. Hands, you know? I would love to see them like just force feed uh, switches. Uh, get Steph on Luca, and then Luca just get the ball in the post. Like that would be so entertaining. But that's what he would want. I think back yeah. to back to what takes Dallas over the edge. I think it's a it's a Robert Williams type. But he can't. Sh- no, they no, no, need no, no. shooters, dude. Why do they need? They don't need that at the five. Yes, they do need that. I think five. they do. See, listen, my my dark horse right now, my my most underrated big. So if if you can put no, let, with whoa, any whoa, starting let's, five, let's let Austin. My most underrated big in the league right now, who would be great at the five for the Mavericks, Miles Turner. That's that's Miles that's a, would be the that's a great. But Miles Turner is always saying he needs more touches and like wants more. If he's on a winning team, Miles Turner would not, not care. He's been if on he's on a winning or, team, he's been, yeah. Exactly. And, he, and the reason he's been saying that is because of the teams he's had, where all other four yeah. guys are the ones like, getting the shots. Yeah, the reason he wants more shots is because he's trying to show out for the other teams. Like, hey, I I can do this stuff. Get me on a winning team. I'll pick my spots and I'll be able to do it. He's like a Chris. He's like Chris. Like his ceiling's Chris Bosh. Like he's that's okay. okay. He's not Chris Bosh. No. I said his ceiling. I said his ceiling, like that's his that's his archetype, and we saw that fit well with the, with like the big three, a ball dominant player, LeBron, somewhat like Luca. I mean, but yeah, that, that's I think it's a perfect. And in that's the a North thing. Cole role, Jalen Brunson. That's not even close. <laughs> Jalen Brunson is like a Dwayne Wade, obviously. Wow, but, I just feel like a lineup of Jalen Brunson, Luca, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleber, and Miles Turner is better than what they have now. Of course, for sure, and. You add. Oh my! You pair Maxi Kleba and Miles Turner together. Exactly. That's, that'd be awesome. I, you yeah. put in. You still have your shooters off the bench where you can go. Miles small. Turner, but like in the playoffs, Miles Turner is not switchable. Yes, he, that's he a is lie. switchable. That's a lie. He's that's very a lie. switchable. You don't watch the Pacers. He's very this, switchable. This guy doesn't watch Indiana. This extremely switchable. Yep. Only thing is, uh, health, the health aspect with him. Mavs don't like uh, tall guys to get hurt a lot. But yeah. All right. Let's move on to Bucks Celtics. Um, okay, this last game, I really feel like the Celtics lost this game more than the Bucks won. Um, Man, the Celtics had so many chances to close it out. Okay, two minutes left in the game, 
The Celtics find themselves up by six. Great spot to win. They let Wesley Matthews get an offensive rebound over a, a paint full of guys. He kicks Giannis for a wide open three. Boom. Knocks it down. Three-point lead. Next play down the line, Tatum shoots a pull-up contested fadeaway midi. Connaughton in his face with 16 seconds left on the shot clock. They go down. They are given a gift from the basketball gods when Bobby Portis just loses the ball on a wide open layup. Boom. That A minute left. You're up three. Great spot still to win the game. Marcus Smart lets the shot clock go down to like 15 seconds. He then drives the lane between two giant-ass dudes, loses the ball. Boom. Drew Holiday hits a three. It's tied. They go down. They have a really good play. They set a pin down for Tatum, who curls it. He gets the rim. Questionable foul call, but nonetheless, he gets fouled. He makes two shots. Then, boom. That was not a questionable foul call. I, 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 I don't know. I, not I at all questionable. Portis okay. hit him on the arm. Okay. Clearly. Clear as day. Next play. It got challenged. Boom. Giannis gets fouled. He makes first. He misses the second. Oh, my gosh. This is great. The Celtics are going to get the rebound, right? Wrong. Bobby Portis gets the rebound. Catch side. Keeps it high. Off the glass. It falls. Boom. But the Celtics still have a good amount of time. They still have – it's a one-point game. They can still win the game, obviously. They got two great isolation scores. Get the ball in their hands. we already seen Tatum hit a game winner in the playoffs, right? Wrong. None of them even touch the ball. Marcus Smart catches the ball in the corner, drives a somewhat of an open lane. Drew Holiday makes a tremendous defensive play. Pat Block. Connaughton makes a great defensive play. Also does Drew Holiday as he blocks the ball. Also does Pat Connaughton. Okay. Drew Holiday. <laughs> infamous play. What is also does? What does that even mean? He also does this. What do you, that's, okay. We're, this is an English class. Blocks the shot. Keeps the ball in bounds. Pelts it off Marcus Smart. Bucks basketball. Marcus Smart's left looking around, pointing at people. It was your fault. It was your fault. Oh, why'd you do this? Dude, you, you, you drove the lane. You got blocked. And then they threw it off, off you. That's their ball. Pretty much your fault. So you can keep going too. It does. It gets worse. It does get worse after Pat Conson's free throws. You know that that final play. I finish your story. Finish your story. I, that's what, what happened after that. Cool. You didn't finish the game out. You didn't finish it. That was that was the game. I mean, no, that, that was Conson hits the two free throws. They're down three. And then Celtics with a chance. And then. All right, well, forget you, Colt. Marcus Smart uh, inbounds the ball, gets it, loses it, runs after it. Drew Holiday takes it. Steal. And, in the backcourt. Uh, Wesley what? Matthews slips. Wesley Matthews. No, he does not get slipped. Wesley Bobby Matthews. Bobby full on, you know, black, uh, blocking the back. Chucked him. Jason Tatum butt naked down the sideline. Marcus Smart trying Marcus to Smart chase can't after find the ball. Well, I mean, Giannis was in the paint, but he's not closing out on Jason but Tatum. But he can get that three-pointer off. Yeah. Marcus like, Smart all you can ask for in that position is a clean look at three. Tatum would have had that if Marcus Smart found him. He's so busy trying to get by the tight defense. Drew Hottie, Smart. that was one of the cleanest backcourt strips I've ever well, seen. No, Smart bobbles the ball, and we all know what happens. When you bobble the ball, you're so focused on getting it back, you don't realize there's defenders in front of you trying to take it. It's tr- it, nonetheless, like, it was one of the cleanest strips I've ever seen. Like he doesn't even touch Smart's body; he but only it's touches. Easy the ball. in that scenario to get a steal. Okay, you get that steal, huh? Nothing. Are you, are you easy. trying to discredit the steal? Tree? You're trying to discredit Drew Holiday's steal? A little. Okay, whatever. Smart but, just loses the ball. Like that I mean, whole yeah, yeah, play. It wasn't, it wasn't no slide, slide, uh, pickpocket type steal. It was right. Marcus Smart, you know, chasing after loose like, ball, it but was, still, it, it was still, it was hero ball, Marcus Smart, which yeah. never works. But think about it. That's three. Dude, just think about that. That's three out of four of their last offensive possessions. Marcus Smart errors into the, a turnover of, of the play. Like, well, like I hate to say it, but that's been the Celtics' downfall the whole time these three have been together. Yeah, I and like you can see it in the postgame interviews. Like Tatum gets asked about the the uh, side out of bounds plays. Like, yeah, I mean it was supposed to be me coming off a pin down, but. I guess Marcus saw a lane and like the play got messed up. Like he's trying to save Marcus, but it's obvious that yeah, like, he can't. It's hard. There's no saving. Yeah, we can we talk about the play real quick. I feel like one one the design of the play was horrendous. No, terrible. I hate so, it. So they had they had Jason Tatum far corner. Al Horford was on the opposite block. I mean, uh, opposite elbow. Going to set mm-hmm. uh, ready to set a pin opposite down. Wing, yeah. Uh, it was originally Marcus Smart supposed to set a, a down screen for, to get Jalen Brown the ball at the top of the key. 
for him to drive for Al Holford to come off the pin now. So it would create help. Jason hit him kick out or Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. Keep going to the rim. That was obviously the play set up. Doesn't work. Pat Connaughton plays on the high side of Marcus Smart. He calls for the ball, which still he should not do. Yeah. And Marcus Smart gets the ball. Who nope. inbounded who the ball? Um, I forget. Uh, was it Derek White? Probably yeah, was. Derek White. Derek White. Adoka should have whispered to Derek, uh, White. Derek White. Don't like, pass by, Smart. By no means. Give and it's not, even like the, it's not even like the five seconds was running down. We, no. You could still throw it up like, to Jalen Brown, yeah. run the play. I just don't. In that situation, I don't see why Jalen Brown – I mean, Jason Tatum's not your number one option to catch the to ball in that situation. It. Yeah, just get a catch. Like You, you want to set up a whole play. What, what was left on the clock? What, seven seconds? Yeah. There was time. There was there was time. You, there was time to get Tatum the ball, get a ball screen with Portis, get that switch they wanted all night, which they did get all night. And for I mean, a double's going to come eventually, but at the end of the day, that I'd rather have I'd rather have the defense forcing to react to what I'm doing rather than right. Oh shit! Now I got Mark. Now there's a chance Marcus Smart has to you know win me a game, which obviously there, that's not fucking working. In those situations, there are so many things that can go wrong in a set play. Different ways they play a screen that you can't anticipate. At the end of the day, you got to get the ball in the hands of your guy who you know can create a shot. Yeah. And they just didn't get that. Like, honestly, they got really lucky that that, that quick hitter pinned down for Tatum to curl with a minute 30 left worked. Like, you cannot, you can't, like, you can't rely on these plays to get you looks. And, like, you got to rely on your stars. And three out of four plays, they don't get the ball in two, in either of their best players' hands. That just yeah, that's a problem. all-time meltdown, all-time meltdown. I mean, and the thing is, on this podcast, after Marcus Smart made the tremendous play in game one of the Nets series, where he pump fakes, he gets those two guys flying at him. Then he makes the great read to pass the cutting Tatum, who spins around and gets that open layup for the game. That was growth. I I remarked, that was growth, because like the old Smart is taking that shot 10 times out of 10, and he didn't do it, and I I was surprised, and I was proud of him. I mean, I'm not a fan of Smart, but like at the end of the day, when I see You're growth a in a person, Smart, it, when I see growth in a player, I gotta be somewhat proud. But he just, we just, we've seen. I don't want to say regression because, like, if I put myself in Smart's position, end of the game, like, how can you not drive that lane when you like? I don't know. If I'm in that position, I'm kind of having a hard time not driving that lane. I feel like it's just your your basketball just you're geared towards taking an open lane. When you're an aggressive yeah. player like Smart, yeah. how can you not take that lane? So it's, it's just hard. But so are you are you saying that it, it wasn't a bad decision, or are you saying no, no, no? Like those other plays are inexcusable, but that thing, like the way he was, pl- the way Connaughton plays him, giving him the baseline like that, and it would have been hard to get it back around once he catches in the corner. Like let's face it, like they're, they're going to get denied. That's a good place to trap. You never know what can happen when you see that lane. You can get to the short corner. That's a good pass position. You're gonna take that. There was, never, not, there was never a thought though. There was never a, Marcus Smart caught the ball, looked at the. Rim, I saw a little through. hesitation. I saw. A, but I'm not thought about a pass. There was not a jump, get to two pass. It was run it, Pat, Pat, beat him deep angle, got to the block, hands up. Marcus Smart tried to throw that shit up. Like there was no, there was no attempt of you know trying to let's find Jalen, find Jason. Right. Marcus Smart was like, oh yeah. shit, I got the ball now. Oh, it looks like an open lane. Let me win and this game for him. When I, when you watch that play in slow motion. It was so insane for Drew Holiday when, because he, he went right, that's at the I, exact that's right say. time. I'm not going to say that's a bad Marcus Smart decision. That's a great Bucks defensive possession. Because think about that's that. so textbook. So the way I that saw is textbook. it, the way I saw it, I was like, man, that was so ballsy of Drew Holiday to help because he was on Tatum. He just sprints at Drew Smart. Holiday wasn't on Tatum, Wesley Matthews. I'm sorry, he was. On, yeah, no. he was. You're right. He was. On, I'm sorry. He just sprints at him. And I'm like, that's so ballsy because he was going to leave him wide open. No, because the way Pat Connaughton was guarding him, right, it was as like, soon as Marcus Smart passed um, Holiday, he could not see the guy Holiday was on whatsoever. Smart had a step to begin with, but what every good coach in America preaches is sprint to get in front, turn chest up, wall up. Connaughton did exactly that. The next step of that is for the help defender to come over and block the shot. And Those two things happened to perfection. Holiday, Holiday committed as soon as that pass was going to be impossible for Smart to make. Right. Connaughton walled up just enough time for Smart to double clutch and think about what finish he's going to have to make. That gives Holiday just enough time to get over 
and snap and snatch the ball right out of Smart's hands. Yeah. Okay. Perfect possession. So it is now three to Milwaukee. We correct are going into a game in Milwaukee. Celtics down on themselves right now. You have to be after such a blown game like that. What do you guys think is going to be the outcome tonight? I see a, I see a very swift. Well, not swift. I wouldn't say swift. I would say a hard fought, but no. Well executed. Oh, well, well executed. Thank you, Cole. Uh, dictionary. Mm-hmm. Bucks win tonight. Uh, Giannis thirty-five Bucks win. and fifteen. Yes. Bucks win. Wow. An easy, an easy thirty-five wow. and fifteen for yeah the second best power forward of all time. Now, I I said this to begin with before the series started. I thought the Bucks were going to win. I, as a Heat fan, I one million percent want the Celtics to win because I just think there's so many more pieces they're relying on, like. There's so many more things that have to go right for them to do well. There's far more moving parts in Boston's yeah. camp. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Um, but, I mean, at home, coming off a crazy game like that. Now, you can go both ways because, like, you'd be like, oh, the Celtics are going to be more dialed in on the details and they're going to execute better. Or you can go, the, the Bucks are riding so high right now. They have the momentum. They're going to finish it out. I, it, my mind says the Bucks win, but I think the Celtics have that heart to come back and win a game like this. I think the Bucks will win, but I, I yeah, really I don't can, know. I can see what you're saying with that because a lot of teams go through it. Boston just went through at home in that game five. And they fold. And they fold. But, like, I think this Boston team has a very different mindset. Yeah. They got the never-say-die attitude. I think they I think they force a game seven, but I think they're just going to be far too run down to beat Milwaukee and Boston game seven on the Sunday. Yeah, I can see that. So what do you see out of – the star players for Boston in tonight's elimination. Now, you see a Jason Tatum, you know, 30 okay, shots. You I would like – What do you see? People aren't talking about this enough. Tatum has not had a great offensive series. Not efficient, not at all. We've, we, so we had an iconic Jalen Brown game in a – what was, was that, game, game three. three or game two? Game three. Um, he had, what, like 30 in the first half, 25 in the first half? And then he did nothing. Tatum, did Tatum nothing. has shot the ball poorly – all series and in the Brooklyn series even though even in that series Tatum didn't have a great game offensively either he played well defensively but there was practically a coronation for Jason Tatum after that net series people are saying he passed KD which I'm not ready to say that yet but I like I don't even think there's a yet to that there's no yet to that you don't think in like two years he's gonna pass KD at, when KD's in, like in 36 what? are you talking about like right now as a skilled as like a better oh, player right okay, now okay yeah I thought yeah. you were talking about like a, it'll like happen at some point like but that. it's a, it's uh, yeah, a it's little a, bit long the line yeah but like the line. this is not getting talked about enough people are so ready to just praise the Celtics after that net series that they're just not getting their comeuppance it's just and this is easy to do because the Bucks are so well liked they're so they're so praiseable because they have so many good guys everyone likes to support the Celtics are not getting the criticism they deserve really and that starts with Tatum so, yeah. Well, I think it's it's that, and it's a credit to Milwaukee forcing him into ridiculously but, tough shots and, but, just, and just collapsing the paint. But like I said, he didn't have a great offensive series against the Nets either, and the Nets were not equipped to guard Tatum and Brown. So, I, I just I – people aren't talking about it enough. Tatum needs offensively to be uh, better at executing and knocking down shots. I feel like, like he's a, he's a subtle, subtle shot taker. Yeah. I feel like – I feel like he's uh, probably the best, like shot wise, shot taking wise, best comparison to Paul George. Like he has the skill, has the has the size, has everything to be the most, I can say, best score in the league. Yeah, and consistently takes the oh, I'm the best player shot. So star this, shots, I'm gonna take the step back three over. Yeah. I'm gonna take the post. When, I'm gonna take the highlight shot instead of. This is the way I see it. Jason Tatum right now is in the role more so of Luka Doncic than Devin Booker, like we were just discussing. Jason um, Tatum, I'd say, I'd say Brown Jason and Tatum, Tatum share that Luka role. J- yes. Jason Tatum needs a Chris Paul type of guy to free him up, to run the team, to take the facilitating out of his hands. I don't know about that. And one. he doesn't have that. That's um, why, that's why that he's – I don't know about that one. Why? I just – I don't because I think they've shown a lot more success – than the Suns did before they got Chris Paul. They they literally were the best team in the second half of the year. 
That's I don't think that's true at all. I think maybe he no, needs— No, what I'm saying is Tatum needs somebody alongside him that will free him up better than the person on ne- Boston We've never seen right a true now. playmaker in a Boston uniform. That's yeah, what I'm saying. That's true. Jason Tatum's we, we, never seen, had We've that. seen Isaiah Thomas. We've seen a Terry Rozier. We've seen a Kyrie Irving. Right. We've seen a right. seen a Dennis Schroeder. Also, that was all when Tatum was 19, 20, and 21. Exactly. You know, so if, if, there's never been an effort to get him a guy that's if, like— If he had you know, somebody like that, I think we would see a very different Tatum in shot selection. Yeah, I could see that. Playmaking, shot taking. End of the day, we really need uh, Peyton Pritchard to step up. That's what we're saying? Is Peyton Pritchard a, your playmaker either? No. Peyton Bridger can be a playmaker. No, okay, we're he's gonna stop. What are we doing? I'm we're gonna stop. Okay. Never, I haven't. You um, can't name a guard like, in a Boston. I can't uniform. say that. Like last thing, can you agree with that take? Yeah. I, okay. Thank you. That's why that. no, he's taking that. the shots. He's okay. Um, last thing in this series before we go into Grizzlies Warriors really speaks to what Austin says. That after the Giannis three point or after the Giannis three point make to get the game within three, Crazy. that sixteen seconds left in the shot clock. Tatum shoots a pull-up fadeaway mid-range that was heavily contested. That says a lot. With You're going to take that shot with a minute 30 left in the game. You can get that shot any time you want, and that was the shot he took. That, that, like, that's, that, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Warriors, Grizzlies. Pretty good game last uh, last game, right? What a shit show. That was no a good game. John, no John, no problem. No John, no problem. Are the Grizzlies better without John Morant? Stop no John, no problem. Stop it. No John, no problem. Guys, I'm honestly... I... I guys, am I crazy? You want to trade Ja for 75 cents on the dollar? That's what Memphis should do this offseason? Okay. Find a trade partner and get three Dude. shooters and another big... And some That's not what we're no, saying, I, but I, obviously, right you know. this second, right this second, it's just uncanny how much better everyone has done without Ja. Like, it's not like people are playing out of themselves. They're all playing within themselves, but they're playing within themselves so well that it's just they just look so much better without Ja. Now, the one thing is dependability for over a long period of time, it's way harder to rely on that than a star player who, like Jaws proven, he can go out and get you 25 a night. But, like, it's it's still something to think about. Um, Warriors go out and lose by 39. At one point, they were down 50. Was it 50? Yeah, it was 50. 53 or something like that. Yeah. It was- yeah. Um, Andrew Wiggins, five points. Draymond Green, five points. Um, Steph Curry, two-time MVP, Steph Curry, 14 points. I like those turnover numbers, too. 14 turnovers first half. I mean. They were acting like this was like a back-to-back on a 10-game road trip, the Warriors were. They were like, oh, we'll get them next time. It's like, it's a seven-game series. This is the playoffs. I would like to point out. Where's the urgency? Dancing to whoop that trick in the timeouts. Waving towels. If LeBron James had said, before a game, the game plan was to whoop that trick and then lost by 39, the internet would have crashed. I'm kind of getting tired of those takes, but you can go on. Is it not true? But like the, the if LeBron James blank. It's true. And naming any it's star true. player, it's kind of like. It's true. It's, it's true. so easy to do. It's true. It's true. Like this, We need to stop doing that. Everybody. Moses Moody plus eight on the night. Is he the best player in the Warriors? <laughs> it's like, nah. Moody Moses. Moody Moody. Um. Yeah, but, but Jordan Poole, also, I forgot to mention, three points, one for six. I mean, this is – does this mean something? Or is this is this a burn the film game? Uh, uh, I, think, I think this is a sign of, you know, uh, pure we don't care. We're up 3-1. We're like, the Warriors. Let, let, let's win an Oracle, you know, just for just for shits and giggles. I can, I can somewhat agree with that. No Steve Kerr. It's like – I just the, the Mike Brown memes, by the way, have been hilarious. So Steve Kerr out with COVID. Mike Brown, who just was announced that he will be taking the head coaching job of the Sacramento Kings this following year, taking over as interim head coach while Steve Kerr is out. And they have had two poor performances in a row. Obviously, this one almost record-breaking, I think, um, poor performance. But, yeah, I think that this says a little bit about the Warriors because – I mean, 
What happens when they're not knocking down shots? What happens when they're not playing with the defensive tenacity that they need I, to be? Like, I don't think you can put any value you into you this. You don't put game. any value in it at all? Me neither. I don't no, put any I'd value like, into this. I've just seen too much from the Warriors positively that I don't I don't put any value into this. I, mm, I just have a – I still think the Warriors are going to win the series for sure. Obviously, I think they win tonight and it's over. I, 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 obviously, I could see that, but down the line, I'm just saying, like, when the Warriors aren't red hot, like, this kind of thing can happen. So, Not, nothing like, we won't see this again. We won't see a 53-point loss again. No, but, wait, like, by, the, by the way, how are you the Grizzlies? You went by 40, and you have three players with um, double-digit negative plus-minuses. Because uh, the Warriors' garbage time lineup was killing yeah, Juan like Juan T had a plus 10. Yeah, Kaminga, great game from Kaminga, actually. 17 points. Um, he, he only had a minus 5. That, that's because he played some with the actual yeah, with the rotation guys. Not bad. Um, 7 for 16. Um, really, sh- really showing flashes out there. <laughs> but, all all jokes aside, dollar. though, like serious flashes, though. From, no, from yeah, it's true. Serious, serious, Kaminga like coming be, off Kaminga's pin downs. Kaminga's going to be in the league for 15 years. Yeah. Coming off just, pin downs, elbow jumpers, ball, pick and roll ball handler, jumping off two from the dotted line. They've got they've got Iguodala 2.0. Yeah, we're seeing a Iguodala, real. that's your comparison? He's better than Iguodala. He's he is, better, but like that's, but like, well, that's what the Warriors want him to well, no, be but for them. We're forget, you're, okay. you, people you know? forget how good of an offensive player Iguodala was right. with the Nuggets, with the Sixers. I'm not, I'm not discrediting Iguodala. I was just confused about the player comparison. That's well, what they it's, want. It's pretty similar. It's pretty similar. He's a guy Freak who's athlete. he's a decent shooter Marginal when he's open. Shooting. He has a good mid post game. He's really athletic. He's got a really all the good tools defender. Defensively, I think I, tell you, I think it's a great comparison actually. I know. I know. Um, Thank yeah, you. but we are <laughs> I'll like take that. this this succession plan Ten. that is in place for the Warriors is, I think, dare I say, the best succession plan of a dynasty ever. Think about that. Like what? Okay. Spurs, the Spurs, they, I wouldn't call it a succession plan almost because uh, during the David Robinson era, they weren't that amazing. Their first, they, they never won a championship the without Spurs, Tim Duncan. The Spurs succession plan blew up when Tim Duncan left. That's what happened. It's true, but when a guy like Tim Duncan leaves, it's That's hard not Tim to Duncan blow up. They never, but, they never planned for a succession when Tim Duncan left, though. They, they went did. In. Well, they, no, no, they did no, with they Kawhi. Did. They, they did. No, no, they, they, did, they did with Kawhi. They didn't Kawhi anticipate that Kawhi was going to was was have Uncle Dennis. and DeMar DeRozan the succession plan. No, no, no. no. Kawhi That's, was That's post. Plan. They didn't get DeRozan until Kawhi left. Kawhi was the successor. Oh, we're talking about They didn't plan on Uncle Dennis. The early... 2010. Yeah. Well, that start. was a succession. They okay. there was a year no Tim Duncan, Kawhi. Kawhi the that Kawhi Manu team almost beat the Warriors. Yeah. We're forgetting they were up 30 before Kawhi got hurt. Yeah, everyone knows. That. And they still won a game in that series. Yep. Would have won the whole series if Kawhi got hurt. That would have been the best. That would have that would have been, been great. the Warriors dynasty. Best. Oh my gosh, that would have been the best. Um but yeah, I mean, this so Steph Curry, Klay Thompson they're not going to be the like you know the Clay, the Stephen Kirk Clay we know, but when you have that good of a shooting ability, you can be on championship rosters as we've seen in like people like you know Shane Battier. You can be on championship rosters for years now upon Steph years. Now Steph Curry, Shane Battier. You know what I mean. Um, okay. Um, High level. And Jordan Poole, really young guy. Moses Moody, really young guy. Kaminga, really young guy. Wiseman, we haven't even seen yet. They all. Everyone can agree have all star potential. Not saying all four of them are going to be all stars. There's realistically Moody doesn't have all star potential. Moody doesn't have all star potential. He does not have all star potential. I think he has all star potential. I I, I watched know. him in college. I loved his game. Um, but in terms of Poole, Kaminga, and Wiseman, all NBA potential from each. But like each of them. every yeah. single one of those players, would you be surprised if any of those guys went to an all star game in their career? No, no, not a single one of those guys would I be if surprised. Moody, if Moody did, I'd be surprised. I would be surprised. Anyways, um. Yeah, this, this this thing the Warriors got, they're going to be in the top five in the West for the next decade. Hold on, on top five in the West for the next decade. Yes, hmm. okay. you don't you don't think so? How much longer does Steve Kerr want to do this? What do you mean, dude? How how much longer? Greg Popovich wanted to do it for a long ass time. Steve I, Kerr's only been a coach for what six years? How much longer is, are you playing Draymond thirty minutes? Draymond's not no Dray, Draymond's not going to be in the picture. How much, much longer, longer? How much longer are you are you? Uh, 
willing to, to for Clay twenty five shots. Clay four. No, no, like Clay's, I said, the roles are obviously going to go down. I said Clay's but, decline. I think is faster than people think. Yeah, well, when you have that Draymond's serious decline of injuries, is faster than Draymond. I think Draymond's got one year left. I'm going to be honest. One. One year left. Okay. Of playing at this caliber, then he's going to fall Draymond into a Udonis Haslam type. Yet. Draymond, <laughs> we still have that, guys. We have veganism in our back pockets everywhere, all around the league. LeBron goes vegan, he'll have five more years. Yeah, That's after he goes vegan. So LeBron's going to be 40, and then he's going to go vegan, and then he'll be five more years. No, but no, I think Draymond's going to do everything he can to stay healthy on the court. I don't he's going to try, but like, obviously gonna try, value, but like, I'm saying what I meant was after this year, we're going to see more Draymond as a Udonis Haslam type player. Udonis Haslam, I guess. What is that? Is that bad? No, I just. Is that bad? No, it's not bad. It's just obviously Udonis Haslam was never the player Draymond was. Udonis Haslam was never dropping thirty-five points, triple doubles in an elimination game that they that they did lose. But people forget he dropped thirty-five points. I think it was seven and ten in uh, game seven of the playoffs. Yeah, he didn't miss from three. So we're gonna see Draymond Green in a Golden State warm-up in twenty thirty-two, fighting with Jordan Poole. I can't wait. Not twenty thirty. Okay, I will. Okay. I give Draymond a maximum six more years in the NBA, two more years contributing. His back, I could see four years where he's a Udonis Haslam type player. I could see that. Yeah. So there you have it. But Steph and Clay, those are veteran, um, former championship guys, super good locker room guys that can play roles as elite spot up shooters for years to come. I'm going to say five years where they can still play a role. See, in a championship see but this is the thing though when you have when you have situations like this there there there's a thing called you know ego not ego well ego ego with the players and I don't also think I don't think the, the ego thing is a problem for Steph I think it is for Clay I'm not More saying individually this is what I'm saying I'm saying this Clay, year we have seen this Clay, year we have this year we have seen ego in Clay but he has to accept the player he's going to become he still thinks he Clay can go like, back to Clay does not like the Jordan Poole aspect of this oh team. no he doesn't at all no, not at all I he honestly I honestly am eating that up because it's, it's just it's the funniest funny. thing of yeah. all time Clay doesn't like that Poole already thinks he's the number two guy which some say he is some some say he isn't I personally think sadly he is but right now, yeah. Clay Facing does music. not want to accept that at all nah. and we're seeing countless times where Clay is like calling for the ball like crazy and Poole's just in his own world not creating and Clay just gets pissed. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So, like, when when does the conflict ensue to where? Because you know, down the line, it's going to be you're going to have as a warrior, as, as the Warriors organization, you're going to have to, you know, realize I have to start working on Jordan Poole. I have to start working on Kaminga, Wiseman. But then you still have Steph Curry and Clay. Now that they're getting older, like you can't you can't say Steph okay. don't shoot anymore because like it's to the Warriors it's Steph. This is Steph. This no matter what age he is. At the end of the day, Steph the Warriors runs, gonna, Steph runs the bay regardless. At the end of the day, they're still going to treat Steph like he's Steph. So do you still want thirty eight year old Steph taking forty uh, footers? But Steph Curry, I just don't think would be a problem. We saw him. No, I don't say, think Steph will be the problem. Steph's not going to be the problem. I think Clay and Clay's on a lesser scale because Clay's not ball dominant. Clay I'm might just be saying getting the young guys involved. Oh yeah. Dude, we saw Steph Curry willingly come off the bench for the first three games of the Nugget series, yeah. which that's a that's that's people don't put enough value in that. That's a sign for years down the line that once Steph, who like, dude, you were a two-time MVP, four-time champion, right? Three-time champion, four-time champion, three-time champion, three, um, three-time champion, like. Steph's accomplished all that he wants to accomplish, basically already. Doesn't have the Finals MVP. <laughs> Not a single oh one. my gosh! Still wants Andre Iguodala holds LeBron to thirty-five a night. Let's give him Steph, the MVP. I don't even think Steph would get a Johnson. Nah, he would have. He would have had a twenty sixteen Johnson. <laughs> yeah, Steph could get it. He would have had to one once. The, there's one once. Of the nah, I would have gave that twenty sixteen Johnson to Clay. Actually, yeah, nah, no, one, no, no Johnson. No once. Steph. No or once. Johnson. There's a series MVP award involved. Steph just folds. We would have seen Steph fold. No, no Clay would have gotten it from the OKC series. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That OKC series was. I was heartbroken. Insane. I was heartbroken. Those Russ uh, pull-up jumpers really cost it. The domino effect of if OKC went to the finals. Oh, crazy. my. Dude. Crazy. I think about that so many times. And I I thought I was a hot shot because I called. I was like, yeah, the Thunder got it this year. And then they go up 3-1. I'm like, look at this. Yeah. I was right. No, I was not. Um, yeah. Where does Otto Porter fare in all this, though? Um, I'd, I say two more years till they, they give him the keys. Wouldn't you say? We're seeing this... Like, you know, we're already seeing him fill the spots. We're seeing flashes. I, I think he can be perennial MVP contender in two years. 
Two years time. Go Hoyas. But um, okay. how does how does we've talked about the Warriors enough? Can we talk about the Grizzlies? Like what what the game meant for the Grizzlies? So back to my no jaw no problem. So with the with the second coming of Christ, jaw is you know perceived Dude. to be. Why why is this team so good without him? Because they're so freaking good at playing their roles, and there's so many of those guys that can play a role. When Jaws out, they have the freedom to do so much more to play to their full potentials, and they're just such a good cohesive unit yeah. that when there's not a guy who's that ball dominant interfering with that, they're all going to rise to the top of their games. I, I think it's so clear. When you have that good of a culture, which, by the way, having them all be that young and have that kind of a culture is super impressive, that kind of a culture... That kind of coaching and just the perfect culmination of guys on a roster in one season, I think that's that's just what's going to happen. It's, it's what you just mentioned in that. In there's no jaw. We all have to step it up and take our roles more seriously. And then it's the fact that when Ja gets back, I think they do show a little immaturity in. Oh, Ja's back. I can kind of take a back seat and chill a little bit. That's also a good point. He takes such. A load off people they like think yeah. I can I don't have to really do anything yeah. um, and let's not forget defensively when you have a key guy out of the rotation everyone's gonna play harder defensively yeah. so yeah. there's also that um, yeah um, but Warriors gonna win tonight there's no chance they were gonna win without they were gonna win the series without John Morant so not gonna happen so yeah okay all right well we thank you all for listening it sure. was a ride it was, in fact, a ride. Um, Austin, we thank you very much for uh, coming on. Appreciate it. Um, yep. Uh, let's, let's see what happens tonight. Go Miami Heat. And as always, it's Ball for the Court Podcast. Goodbye.